you are created out of that and you're invited to participate in that. So who you most truly are is one who's loved by God. That's your identity because the triune God has created you. This is Warrior Podcast, changing the world by introducing warriors to the warrior God. I'm your host, Elizabeth Andrade, here with Connor Shanahan. And we just want to stop and say, Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. We know these past few episodes have been maybe a little technical, maybe a little difficult to understand. And so we're just going to take a break from all that and just kind of recap everything and just say thank you for being with us on this journey. Yeah, we couldn't do this without you. We could not do this if if you wouldn't listen. We'd just be speaking into the unknown. And uh, the support that has come in already, the encouragement that has already come in, we are so thankful for that. It really does mean the world, and we are honored and privileged to be able to talk about these things and hopefully to bless and educate and, in all things, point people to the glory of God. And that's all we've been trying to do. Like you said, we've definitely been a bit more technical in the past few episodes, talking about the Trinity, talking about some of these big picture things of who is the Father, who is the Son, who is the Spirit, who is our one God who has eternally existed in three divine persons. And so we just want to, one, recap a bit, say where we've been, talk through the basics of who is God. And then also our heart in this brief episode is to take some pressure off of you to say, we know that we've been talking about some big picture things with the Trinity and that can cause some angst. That could cause some anxiety of how am I to understand this as a Christian? How am I to speak these things? How am I to pray then? What does that look like? I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to talk about the father when I should be talking about the son. And we just want to say that there's grace upon grace, and we want to take any tension or anxiety you have about that off of you. We're not here to beat you up. 100%. We have all made mistakes. I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. We've all made mistakes in, in trying to talk about the Trinity, obviously myself included. I remember, obviously, when I was young, passionate about trying to introduce people to the warrior God, to the triune God. I loved the egg example. The egg example. It's my favorite. I was so guilty of saying, guys, students, church gather around. Let me reveal to you the mystery of our glorious God. He is an egg. He's an egg. <laughs> Hard shell on the outside. That's the father. I don't know. I don't. I hope I never said that. I probably did. That's the father. The father is the shell. That white egg, white substance. What is the egg white? The, it's not the yolk. It's not it's, the yolk. I, that's what I wanted to say. The white. The egg yolk. white. I don't the know. egg white. Someone comment on our Instagram and tell us what that white part of the egg is. But the white part of the egg, that's the sun. That is the essence. And yet it's all, I don't know, revealed in the yoke of the Holy Spirit. And I, I've definitely given gospel presentations like that. I've definitely taught the Trinity using the egg. It's just not a helpful way to do it. And the egg was the example that I was holding on to the most of delighting in the Trinity. But it's just not He tore it to shreds. He tore it to shreds. Just essentially making the point that it's, I mean, in some sense, all of our, and as we discussed in a previous episode, all of our examples, all of our human examples to try to perfectly explain the mystery of the triune God will fall short to some degree. But there is some specific danger with these water examples that God is like liquid, liquid, solid and gas, gas. <laughs> or the egg example that he is shell, egg white and yolk, because there is this, this heresy of thinking that God is only one divine essence and one divine person who just sometimes manifests as the father, sometimes manifests as the son, sometimes manifests as the spirit. When in reality, the Father, Son, and Spirit have eternally existed as one God. One God, three distinct persons. One divine essence, three distinct persons. One divine nature, watch out now, three distinct persons. So let me ask you, Elizabeth. Yeah. Why? Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about the Trinity? What's the purpose of some of these things? Well, 
I think a lot of it has to do with uh, maybe some practical way to explain this. I mean, there's there's many reasons to talk about the Trinity, I, I think. Um, it's the foundation of Christianity. It helps us to understand who we are in Christ, our identity. And I think maybe since we've been so technical on our past episodes, uh, we can talk about the practicality of the Trinity, which is giving us purpose to life, yeah. our life. Yeah, purpose to life. The purpose of all things is, uh, as Jesus tells us in Scripture, is to know God and love him. The greatest joy, the greatest adventure that you'll ever find in life is being caught up in the grand redemptive story of God, which is the triune God creating all things, creating mankind to dwell with him, to abide with him, to worship him forever in paradise. We blew it a little bit, we'll be honest. Pretty big. Mankind blew it in a very big way, disobeyed God, which then ushered in this fractured cosmos, this fractured reality. The Bible would uh, attribute that to sin, that sin separates us from God, sin fractures all things. But even in our sin, the triune God chose not to abandon us, not to leave us, but rather initiated this grand redemptive rescue mission to lead us back ultimately into the paradise that he created us for. The means through which that happens is the means through which people are reconciled to God, are redeemed to the Father, is through the Son, who took on flesh as Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life on earth, died on the cross, went to the grave, rose three days later to declare that our sins are atoned for. The judgment and punishment we deserve for our sin is paid for on the cross. That's what Christ did. And that salvation is freely available to all those who would believe would simply believe in the triune God, who would believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that salvation is applied to us by the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is life-changing. This is the greatest story on earth and the greatest thing that you could root your life in. This is the path to flourishing. This is the path to living your best life. But if I'm honest, when I hear the narrative of what was all just said on here, I would think, man, that sounds so big, but how can I actually apply that to my life? Like, okay, yeah, it sounds good, but what does that mean for me? How can I apply that to scripture, church, marriage, work, everything in my life? How can I practically apply that knowledge to give my life purpose in all those areas? Yeah, by understanding your role in this story, by understanding your role as one who is either invited to be redeemed to God, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you do not yet believe in Jesus, You, right now in this moment, are being invited to believe in him. You're being invited to be reconciled and redeemed to the triune God who created all things, who created you, who sees you, who knows you, and loves you. If you have been already redeemed to the triune God through believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, then you are God's ambassador right now. You are God's ambassador to reveal his loving nature and character to your church, to your school, to your community, to your family. God has entrusted you to be an agent of change and an ambassador for his good news and for his goodness. But in order to testify of who he is, you have to know who he is. And that's why we're talking about the Trinity. That's why we're spending so much time as we begin our adventure here on Warrior Podcast, trying to provide a a grounding, a framework for understanding the triune God. Because without understanding God, you can't know God. Without knowing God, you can't love God. And knowing and loving God are the only way for you to have ultimate purpose and hope and joy in life. And without knowing God, you can't be an effective ambassador of bringing Christ to all those around you. Exactly. We've talked about scripture already um, as it's the word of God. It's God revealing himself. How does that apply to our purpose in life? Yeah, well, our purpose in life is, like you said, to know God. And scripture is the means through which God has revealed himself. 
There was something that happened to me maybe a few years ago. I've been a Christian for most of my life, and I always wanted to be one of those people who could just study the Word of God and just read the Bible for hours and hours on end, but I could never, I could never get myself to pay attention. And I could never, like, I could never sit there. I was one of those people who would just open the Bible and be like, okay, this is gonna be for me today and point and read. Yes. And like, I could never get to the point where it just, I, it never clicked. It never was interesting to me. Until one day when I was just, for whatever reason, I, I knew this, but I never understood it. And one day it just clicked to me like, this is the word of God. And so I think so many times we think, I can't hear God. I've thought this. I can't hear God. Why don't I hear God's voice? I know I'm a Christian. Why can't I hear God? Well, if I would just open the Bible and read it, that's God's word. I can know God through the scripture. And when I understood that, that really changed my life on the Bible and reading the Bible. And it, it made the world of difference. It is. That's a phenomenal perspective shift because it's so easy for us to, yeah, either grow stale in our reading of scripture or to simply misunderstand it and to view it as a moral guidebook for living. Right? Yeah. When that's not it, scripture tells one unified story of redemption, of the triune God creating and then redeeming and reconciling mankind to himself. So when we understand the Trinity, when we understand this grand redemptive purpose that God has initiated in the world and revealed to us in scripture, scripture then is the invitation for us to participate. Scripture then is the invitation for us to know God, to love him, and to root our lives in his grand redemptive story. And if we look at it that way, it becomes interesting and not just a bunch of laws and difficult things to understand and things that maybe, and well, there is some things that maybe we can't quite ever fully understand. Um, it does become more interesting to study and to, and to read. Yeah, I mean, we're never going to fully understand the Trinity. Right. If we're honest, there's a lot of mystery there. We, we, can, we can know that God is one God who has eternally existed in three persons. But that's still there's still some mystery there. And certainly in scripture, like scripture does come alive when we understand that it tells one unified story of the triune God creating and then inviting and reconciling and redeeming mankind unto himself. So the purpose of life is to know God. How does going to church and how does participating in a local church apply to knowing God? It circles back to that idea that God has placed you here to be an ambassador for his kingdom. Mm -hmm. If you are an ambassador of his kingdom, the church then is your emissary. The church is where you live. The church is where you work out your gifts. The church is where you serve. The church is where you find community, where you find family. It's that local expression of God's family and God's kingdom that as you worship, as you dedicate yourselves to prayer, to preaching, to the table, to the elements, to communion, to baptism, from there, then as a gathering of God's people, as an emissary of God's people, God's family and kingdom, you then go out and transform the world. You go out and make disciples. So the church is, is kind of the God's agent in the world that you are invited to play a crucial role in because the triune God has created you for that purpose. God enjoys participation, as we can clearly see throughout scripture. Absolutely. God, it's, it's a beautiful picture of God inviting us to participate in the work that he's already doing. I've heard kind of this idea of church and, and of Christians serving God portrayed as the greatest take your child to work day ever. That, That's like, cool. Some, some companies still do like a take your child to work day and you take your child into work and they sit in your lap while you're typing out your reports and they spill your coffee all over your computer and they mess everything up and they misplace all the things in your office. And that's kind of what God so graciously invites us into, that he invites us to participate, knowing that we will mess it up, knowing that we are messy. And yet he is working in that mess 
He's revealing himself to us in that mess. And he's using even our flawed personalities, even our flawed desires and words to proclaim the beauty of his name, to proclaim this mission and and to invite us to make disciples as he reconciles and redeems all things to himself. And I think also too, um, God created us to want to be participators in something. We are social beings. We long for community. Mm -hmm. We long for belonging. And you see this play out in a variety of ways. You see this play out with how people cheer for their favorite sports team, right? We're down here in Dallas. And let me tell you, with all due respect, you Dallas Cowboys fans are a special breed. (laughs) You're a special breed of humans that God loves very much. That God loves very much. Cards on the table. I'm from just outside of New York City as a New York Giants fan. It's been a little tough. It's been a little tough being transplanted down here on uh, the football. But, But you see people rooting and cheering for their team and you see people with such an emotional reaction to those who would cheer against their team because that is where they have found belonging yeah and i think it's clear to see that through football or whatever everybody's just looking for a place to feel like they have a family to feel like they have a place to belong yes and I think that that's a desire that God has created in us, but sometimes we go searching in the wrong wrong places to find that. And the way that God designed us, the only place we'll ever find that is in the church of the body of believers. Yeah, expressing the mission that the triune God has created us for. And to bring us back, that's, that's what we're talking about here is the importance of the Trinity. What is the purpose of spending so much time talking about this doctrine, talking about one God eternally existing in three distinct persons? is this is where the purpose of life is in knowing God. It's that simple. It's that simple. The purpose of your life is knowing God. Knowing God, loving God, enjoying God, and glorifying God. This is what you were created for. And so in that football example, like we see people express their their natural desire for community in a sports team or in a political party. That's massive today. But really those things are um, not inherently wrong, but those things certainly and ultimately fall short of where you are meant to find that community, where you're meant to find that belonging, which is in the fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're spending so much time talking about it. And, it, and it's important to know that God was eternally in fellowship. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were eternally in fellowship with each other. So us being image bearers of God have that natural desire to be in fellowship. And that's, you know, a God-given desire that he has created us with that in our hearts. Um, And it's because I think, like, as we've said, that God desires participation. And that's because God is love. Because God has always existed in eternal fellowship. In eternal fellowship. And in eternal love. That the Father has always loved the Son, has always loved the Spirit. And out of this eternal, perfect love, God sovereignly decided to create us. And so it's this beautiful picture of, again, painting the importance of talking about the Trinity is to find your identity. One of the biggest struggles that young people have today, one of the biggest struggles that military members have, that first responders, that all people really have is, who am I? Who am I really? Our message to you is that your identity is only truly, completely found when you understand the significance of the Trinity. When you understand that God the Father has eternally existed with God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. When you understand that God the Father has always loved the Son who has always loved the spirit and created out of an abundance of this overflowing, perfect, eternal love, then you can understand that God loves you. God created you out of an abundance of this eternal, magnificent, glorious, loving fellowship that the Father, Son, and Spirit have always shared. You are created out of that and you're invited to participate in that. So who you most truly are is one who's loved by God. That's your identity because the triune God has created you. We see military members struggle with this all the time, perhaps because the culture in the military is so performative. 
You have to perform in order to be counted worthy of a promotion or worthy of being a soldier or worthy of being a Marine or etc. This mindset can lend itself into trouble when your identity is based on what you do. What do you do then when you can't do anything? Like if, you, if your mindset, if your identity is rooted in being a Marine and then you go off to battle and you get injured and you come home and you're no longer able to be a Marine, who are you? If that's your only identity, then, then who are you? Um, in my own story, I, I grew up wanting to be a hero. I saw my dad as a, as a police officer. I wanted to grow up in his footsteps and I wanted to be a hero. And so I felt like because I, that was my identity, I wanted people to see me as a warrior, wanted people to see me as a hero. I tried to orchestrate the events of my life to, to fulfill that identity. So I went and got my criminal justice degree. I enlisted in the infantry and I wanted to prove to the world, I wanted to prove to people that I was this tough hero. And it's just a, it's a futile pursuit of trying to prove yourself because eventually all these things will be taken from us. I spent so much time trying to put on this facade of toughness and strength and being a warrior. And that's just not who I was. Like that just doesn't, that doesn't really align with my personality. And so I, f I felt this weird dichotomy and tension within myself of wanting people to see me as a warrior, but also not feeling like a warrior. And then that just produces internal angst because my identity was found in something external. Anytime our identity is found in something external, it will fail us. All things that are external will ultimately fade away. And, and therefore the best expression of our identity, the only way that we can find our truest identity is, is to root ourselves in the Trinity, to root ourselves in God's redemptive story that out of his divine eternal love, he created us. So our identity is one who is loved by God. Our identity is one who is invited to participate in the fellowship of the Trinity. And therefore we don't have to prove ourselves. Therefore you don't have to go and get your criminal justice degree if that's not, if that's not for you. You don't have to enlist in the infantry if that's not for you. You can rest knowing that God sees you, knows you, and loves you, and created you for an adventure. And let me just add on to your point is that not only do you not have to prove yourself to God, you can't prove yourself to God. There's nothing that you can do to prove yourself to God because your identity is already created in God. He loves you. Correct. And that is who you are. There's nothing to prove. There's nothing that you can do. It's not about you. It's about him loving you. Correct. And if you just rest in that, if you can accept that and rest in that identity, man, you'll be, you'll be so secure in that. And, I think, the, and you won't have the angst. Exactly. You won't have that angst. Uh, so much of our angst, our anxiety, so much of what plays itself out in, especially men being defensive, is that we're trying to guard who we think we are. We think that who we are intrinsically is a provider. And that's why maybe men, we get so defensive when your wife asks you a pointed question, perhaps, on, hey, why didn't this get done? Or, you know, why can't we do this? Why can't we go on this vacation? Why didn't the trash get taken out? And you get so angry and so defensive because you're operating out of this assumption that who you are intrinsically is a provider. And therefore, if someone challenges that, if someone says something that even hints at the fact that you're not providing for your family, you have to be defensive. You have to defend that because that's who you are. Your identity is threatened. Exactly. Your identity is threatened. So there's no, there's no security in that because all, things, all these things that are external will ultimately fail you. And the only way to find rest, the only way to discover who you most truly are is to simply rest in the fact that you are a being who was created out of the divine eternal fellowship of the Father and Son and Spirit who loves you, 
who loves you because he himself is perfect love. Hopefully this makes sense um, as to why we why it's imperative that we talk about the Trinity. Because first of all, God is love and it affects every aspect of our life. And when we understand the Trinity, like we said, the purpose of your life is to know God. So you find purpose and you find your identity and the fact that God loves you. Thank you for listening to us. If you want to trust in Christ, or if you want to learn more about making Him the authority over your life, or if you want to learn more about us, send us a message on our Instagram at WGMHQ. That's WGMHQ. We will make sure that someone gets in touch with you. This has been Warrior Podcast with Connor Shanahan. Warrior God Ministries' mission is to change the world by making disciples among military members and first responders and equipping them to be disciple makers and missionaries in their respective communities for the glory of Jesus Christ.